Hello and welcome to episode two of On Another Note with Doug and Judy. So the last few days have been interesting. You know, episode one, we talked a little bit about COVID-19 and kind of what's been going on around here. And uh, so I have a short little story. I do all the formations on the field for my school's band. And I use a software called Pyware. And so a few days ago, I decided that I would do a design that would never be performed, but I can do animation with it. And so I animated it, made a little movie, I tweeted it, and it was picked up by um, another Twitter handle, College Marching. And they asked if they could use it. So they put it on their pages and now it's had over 14,000 views. This has happened a couple of times with me. It's kind of freaky. It blows up your phone and and all that kind of thing. Um, and I just it was just hashtag stay home was all it was. And so it's just been kind of strange. Yeah, but you like this. I guess, this but, fun. but I only spent about 20 minutes on it. And then after it's out there and everybody's looking at it, I'm thinking, well, I should have probably spent a little more time and made it a little more viable as a design. I don't know. That's so, not what the anyway, purpose was. That's but. that's my opening story for it's episode opening two. Story. So you have an opening story, Judy? Well, I have an opening story, and it has to do with writing drill and things like that. Because, you know, a lot of our life revolves around you writing drill for various ensembles. Um, and when I say writing drill, then I, I'm talking about what... Uh, Doug was talking about was writing the movement for a marching band or or dots as he calls them and um, we've been together for a long time we were dating we were both hired to work a band camp in Laurel County Kentucky oh yes Laurel County Laurel County and um, garden spot it's it was a nice little place it, you know the kids were very nice and the director was very young and looking back now, so inexperienced. And, um, you know, their their field was the parking lot out in back of school, and there was a road that drove through the... Um, I remember that. You remember that? It was actually a state highway mm-hmm. because it led to a vocational school. Yes. And it ran diagonally across the field. So it made the yard lines. It made every, If you were trying to figure out alignment, it messed with your head. It was, oh, it was really... A mess. Bizarre. And you'd have to stop if a car came through. Absolutely. So it was crazy. And cars went through there all the time. Yeah. And you have to understand, we were still in college and still very green and thought we knew what we were doing. And Absolutely. And uh, uh, I, I had been hired to do guard, and that should never have happened. And um, anyway, so we're, we're out there, and we're, we're teaching drill. And so I remember being in the office and I disagreed with something that you had done or written or taught or something. Actually, I didn't write that show. Oh, I know. That's I right. wrote the color. I think I wrote the color guards part of that show. An- another one of our classmates wrote all uh, the dots for the percussion and the winds. But to make the point, here's what it was. I had something to say about that. And your comeback was, well, I'm the one getting the degree in mar- in instrumental music education and you're, you know, not the, but anyway. I don't remember ne- ever saying that. Uh, well, this has stayed with me a long time. And so it was at that point where I thought, hmm, is this the guy that I want to continue dating and stay in a relationship with? 
And um, so working with a mus- another music educator is, um, is an interesting thing. We've known a lot of people who have not, whose relationships have not survived, whose marriages have not survived because one or both of them are involved passionately in this thing that we call music education. And so, yeah, so that was one of those times when I questioned my sanity. It was our very first band camp working together. <laughs> yes, it was. And I think that it there was obviously an evolution to our working relationship after that. Uh, we did another camp that summer at my my old high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I wasn't near as in charge, which was a good thing at that camp. <laughs> Um, and so I, I think that probably buffered that a little bit. It did. And we had, um, specific areas to work in. I was doing woodwinds and you were doing your thing. And so we, we found out several years into the process that it was best that we not work in the same physical space. Yeah, I don't know. I think eventually we were able to work it out. Yeah. Well, we kind of tolerated it. We, we figured out where each other's strengths were. Yes. And where, and the line that you didn't cross, you didn't say things like, Hey, I'm the person getting the degree. (laughs) So you need to do it my way. That was one line that I learned not to cross. You were, you were awfully. The other one was calling woodwinds woodworms. That was, that was probably, no, that was probably a line that, you know, typical trumpet player line, but anyway, (laughs) always blame it on being a trumpet player. Okay. Yeah. There's an ego there. There you go. So, so then let's, let's kind of take that on forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, what some other times working together, um, what did we do to make it, to make it work? And then what did we learn? I guess. I don't know that we actually sat down at some point and said, Hey, this isn't working. What can we do to make it better? I think it was more of this trial and error thing where, you know, Hey, this, this worked a little better. What was it that we did? You know? Um, so we did find out when I say not being in the same physical space, I don't mean all the time, but we did find out that if you, you know, not only, helped us in our relationship, I think, but it also saved time. It was more time efficient where you would be inside, you would be writing the drill, you would send it out to me. I would work with the staff, we would teach the drill, and then you would come out just in time to save the day so we could be sitting exhausted on the sidewalk while you, you you know, worked over things. And so we were able to get things done, but we weren't, we were, we were working to our strengths at that point, I think. Yeah. Well, and that helped me so that I wasn't having to stay up all night writing drill. I was able to write during the day. And I was in the air conditioning. Yes, you were. So that's another important thing. <laughs> Which is why we sat down when he came back when outside. The boss. <laughs> but, um, but what I would say about that, too, is the fact that the longer we work together, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like that line from uh, Frozen, you know, in the song when they talk about finishing each other's sentences. Uh, you were able to interpret what I was writing where I, I would come out and I would see it's like, yeah, that's that's what I expected to happen. That's what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had other times where you're like, I'm not quite sure about this. Is this really gonna, is this really what you want to happen here? And so I think building that trust over a period of time was really important. Also, I think the, the more experience I had, the more um, the more secure I felt about what I could do. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and, and the word trust, it really came out for me 
in, in that it, you have to have that trust between the two of you that I, I trust that, when, you know, you trusted me to take your work and be able to interpret it for you in mm-hmm. terms of how I taught the kids how to move. Um, and, and I trusted you to, you know, write stuff that I could understand and that worked with the kids. And, you know, I, 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 I understood your process and I understood, um, you know, you have a certain technique to your writing. And after learning that, it just made things a lot easier. Um, but, you know, it's not just in terms of, like, working together and in, in that kind of envir- environment, because we've worked in other environments. That's true. Yeah. Uh, was, let's talk about the, the, the first kind of shared job we had together. So <laughs> this was my senior year of undergrad, and I'm student teaching. And I was working, but wasn't making a whole lot of money. Right. Yeah. So we, we, got to just, we decided to take a side job. Yes, we did. The two of us together. Mm-hmm. And your, your younger brother had delivered papers. Mm-hmm. And so you had helped him with that a little bit. And you suggested, that's the way I remember it anyway. I, I think so, yeah. That we take on a paper route. Right, yeah. So. How hard could it be? And neither of us was really a morning person. Oh, no. Hate mornings. You know, and so having to get up early, the. The papers were deli- we were living in married housing. <laughs> we're living in married housing on campus, and we have these papers dropped off. And so then we're in a car. I had this little seventy-four or seventy-five Ford Maverick that had three on the tree. So I'm driving a a manual transmission car with the gear shift on the on the column, and folding papers, and rolling them, and putting the rubber bit. bands around mm-hmm. them. And then delivering them to the wrong houses. Oh, we made a <laughs> or, game of it, too. Or being late. Yeah, we made a game to see who could get closest to the door. We just... That's true, yeah. <laughs> throwing them from the, from the street. That was fun. See if we could get it up on the uh, the stoop. But, um, yeah. And I don't know that there was a lot of pretense or anything around no, that. I no. actually kind of remember that being kind that of fun. That was fun, yeah. But then we decided we couldn't do that. We we only did it for about a month or so. Yeah, and then because then I had to go to work after that, and it that was, was that was exhausting. Well, that was it. It was delivering papers and then going straight to the school and put in a full day mm-hmm. student teaching. Right, that was hard. So that was not great. But we've also done other things like uh, stage productions, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, and you were always really good because I tend to get really uptight and stressed and all of that, and you stayed very calm. Wow. Really? Well, for my productions, must, anyway. Oh, oh, your productions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, and we've worked together on other people's productions where I've done right. backstage things and yeah, and we did some community theater. Yeah. Um, and where you worked with vocalists and things, and I did the the band in the pit. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember rehearsing together and talking about mm-hmm. how those things were going to work. Yeah. Uh, but again, it was somebody else was the overall director. Uh, musical and production director, and and the two of us were working on different aspects of right. of, of the production. Right. So we were together in full band or full rehearsal yeah. stuff. So maybe the key to staying together this long in a relationship is just not being together. <laughs> is that what we're saying here? I I don't know. I mean, I think we like to be together. Otherwise, we would do a podcast together, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, um, probably. But then we also things like when I have concerts, Judy comes, uh, or when I had concerts when I taught high school. Judy would be there uh, to help with things. We also ran, um, how do you put it, where school performing groups would come and they would perform on our stages and then go to uh, 
to an amusement park after, mm-hmm. and you would run one of those stages. Sometimes we'd have two or three performance areas going simultaneously. Right. And you would run one while I ran another. Right. Removing equipment and shells and... and Problem solving. We got the kids involved in that, too. We, we they, did. They our, were troubleshooting and running backstages and everything, so... All that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then even like modern day, uh, modern day, but anyway, you know, just more now. recently, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> the last several years when you've been teaching uh, public school that you have concerts and things and I show up and I'm like the, the roadie. I just know as soon as it's over that you're going to be talking to parents and students and getting pictures taken and all that kind of stuff. So I take start taking the speakers apart and unhooking everything and moving stuff back to the room, pushing the piano and 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 all that so i think part of it's just seeing what your um what your partner is doing and then trying to figure out ways you can help and support them Mm -hmm. and not feel like you're in any way a rival in what's going on and that takes a while to get over because as musicians i think um our egos tend to get in the way and i think over over time in our married lives as one of us has grown a little bit um, in whatever way, whether it's um, educationally or just matured or whatever it's happened to be or changing jobs or something, it we have to be really careful that the other person doesn't feel threatened, like they're being left behind. Yes. Um, and I think there have been a few times in our marriage where one of us or the other has, has taken the next step and the other one feels like, oh, I'm not important anymore. And um, so now I think we've learned after all this time that we really encourage each other to do those kinds of things and support each other. And um, it makes a world of difference, you know. And then we're proud of each other when we're able to achieve those right. things that we've been But it hasn't always been for. that way. We had to stay with it. Yeah, we did. And, and I think that it, it takes a lot of effort to stay with it. I'm not, I'm not discounting that and saying people didn't try hard enough in their relationships. Right. But I'm just saying that expecting it just to just happen, I don't know is realistic. You know well, what I mean? I it, think... It's like we talk about in teaching. You don't really become a teacher to where you could walk into any classroom and do your thing until you've been teaching for about 10 years. I would agree. And I think that in a good marriage, one that's going to last your lifetime, for us, I think it was closer to 20. Oh, I agree. And um, so are people willing to take that time, you know, to, to work through? It's just, it's like learning anything else. You've got to learn your partner. You have to, not just those all those silly little idiosyncrasies, but you've got to learn, um, you know, be able to read things when you see them. You know, how are they feeling and are they holding something in or um, is, are their mannerisms different or the behaviors slightly off or, you know, it's all those little things that you start to read and then you go, okay, now what do I need to do? And so that, I think that just, that comes with experience, life experience. And, right, yeah. I agree. So what yeah. you're saying is about right at the year 2000, because we got married in 1980. <laughs> yes, we were 12. So <laughs> it was Kentucky after all. But yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is like 2000, the, the switch went on and then. No, it still was a process. But I think yeah. the switch, I think it started, things started to move. And part of it is too, is that I think as each person decide start starts to figure out who they are as an individual and not depend on the other person so much you know maybe other people are smarter than we are maybe they they're more independent earlier in their relationship but for me it just took a while to where i figured out who i was 
and then how I fit in the relationship rather than how I related to well, you. Well, I would say that would be yeah. that would be true in my point. My from my perspective too about mm-hmm. me in the early on I wasn't thinking bigger than my little kingdom. Mhm. Follow me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because sometimes I wasn't a part of that little kingdom. <laughs> yes. Well, you had I, to know the you had to know the secret password. Yeah. To get into the kingdom. We refer to the kingdom as his mistress, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I think we'll, so. We'll talk about. I think we'll that leave later. that for a later episode. <laughs> Probably we don't need to get into that right now. So I don't know if we had. I don't know if anybody wants advice from this, but if we had some advice for maybe younger couples who are kind of in the same boat and maybe struggling a little bit? I would say that um, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, uh, music educators, I think, that have had trouble with staying together in relationships. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's one partner doesn't understand really what they're married to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You joke about the mistress, but right. but me, a music educator, takes a lot of time, and if you're, especially if you're working at the high school level or the college level, your your hours are weird. You know, we don't have concerts between nine and five on a weekday. Mm-hmm. They happen in the evening. They happen on weekends. We have games on weekends. If you're in competitive marching band, it's on weekends. And if if the person you're married to and your music educator doesn't understand those things going into it, mm-hmm. that can be a rude awakening. It, it can be. And even if you've been a part of an ensemble, an organization, a music organization in your school, at the high school or college level, and you think you know what it's all about, you do, but you saw it from the outside. You didn't see it from the inside. Right. And that, that always makes the difference. And I think that's why maybe the two of us work together as well as we do, because we both see it from the inside. Right. And, and, Instead of competing against each other, we now realize how we can help each other or just be independent of each other when we have to do our own thing. Right. And I was really lucky in that the the program you grew up grew up in in your high school was really, really involved. And so um, I think you understood pretty well. <laughs> I thought I pretty did. pretty well. but it's like <laughs> it's like the iceberg, you know, you see the top of it. And you see, even if you're a member, you see, oh, I'm here at rehearsal from 6 to 8. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see the fact that my band director was there at 5 o'clock getting everything ready or had a staff meeting or these other things that have to go on, a booster meeting, mm-hmm. all these kinds of things that right. go on outside of the rehearsal time. Right. So um, I am happy to say that after all these years that you and I are still growing we are. And still looking forward to doing things and encouraging each other more than ever yes. in our little endeavors and um, and trying to do more things together, too. I'm excited to see what's next. I am, too. Who knows <laughs> what it'll be? Well, this podcast is one of those adventures, so. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else uh, on this topic we, we need to cover? Or are you, oh, I don't know. we're ready to wrap it up? I think we're about ready to wrap it up. I mean, we can always talk about the mistress another podcast <laughs> she keeps bringing that up see actually i had i had a couple of choices when i got tired of teaching high school was one i could go back to grad school true two i could get a sports car yeah you know the whole midlife crisis thing or mm-hmm. i could get a mistress and i chose grad school so it was a I safe think, bet i think i am a model husband you are absolutely and someday we'll get you that sports car i promise thanks for tuning in all right and that's on another note with doug and judy Thank you.
If you would like to contact to give us some comments or if you'd like to give us some ideas for other podcasts, you can reach us at on another note with Doug and Judy at gmail.com. You can also catch us on Twitter at on another note with Doug and Judy or Facebook at on another note with Doug and Judy. If you'd like to see those dots Doug was talking about earlier, you can always check out DougBushVisualDesigns.com. And if you'd like to read uh, my blog, it is MusicTeacherMidlifeMusing.blog. Thanks for listening.